0: Hi again, everyone! A special Labor Day issue of the Chatter on Monday, September fifth. I was going to say November. No, it's September. It feels like November
1: outside. It does a little cool out there.
0: Let's begin in the name the of the Father, Father and the, the Son, Son and the Holy
2: Spirit. Amen. Amen. Remember, Remember O most gracious, gracious Virgin, Virgin Mary, that, that, that never was it known that, that anyone, anyone who fled to Thy protection, implored Thy help, or, or sought Thy intercession, was left unaided. unaided. Inspired by, by this confidence, confidence I fly unto thee, thee, O Virgin, o Virgin of, virgins, of virgins, my mother. To thee, thee I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother o of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but, but in my thy mercy hear, hear and answer me. me. Amen. In the name of the, of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
0: Amen. Amen. This is episode 58. You can hear us on FM 98.3 KCRD. This airs one o'clock Saturdays. That's the afternoon, six o'clock in the evening over on Sundays, and then again Friday afternoon at, at 1 o'clock. And it lives forever on the mobile app. I'm getting some people out, Dyersville and Platteville Ways, that are, are beginning to catch on. Good. good. It's on, good. The, on the mobile app. It's in the podcast. And the uh, the elves that work on the mobile app are really upgrading for both the, uh, the next big deal is to uh, work with Apple the apple store and they're not fun to work with they're
1: not fun to work with doing that so anyway
0: good stuff going on haggers in here canning
2: tomatoes are you not anymore oh she did fit. it last week so you're doing to- i've yeah. got to get
1: my tomatoes by yeah. noon what are you today? working
2: on today it's labor Day. statues i gotta get today point. yeah i got you're not lifting by the way i'm not lifting i'm uh puttying and painting so beautiful stuff yeah beautiful stuff here couple of things
0: coming up in the area, Colleen. We should talk about the Holy Family Spirit uh, Holy <laughs> Holy Spirit sure. Parish Festival, September 8th, 10:30 until 4 at the Holy Ghost campus. Get a hold of Marlene for more Wait information.
2: A September 18th. What did I say? 8th. 8th. You said 8th.
1: He's what? thinking of Mary's birthday. I'm oh. yeah. yeah. telling you. am I'm,
0: I'm Glad you're listening. September 18th, Mark, and I and you don't even have the paper. I've got it right in front of me. <laughs> September 18th, Holy Spirit Parish Festival coming out there. And then all kinds of things going over with our good friend Sue Martinick over in Cedar Rapids. Colleen, she's mm-hmm. got items coming up September 10th, 11th, 40 Days uh, for Life from the 28th of September through November 6th. And then the National Life Chain, October 2nd. This is all over in Cedar Rapids. Get a hold of Sue at 319 270
1: 5 We do a Life Chain in Dubuque, too. When is that? Uh, first Sunday in October, October 2nd. So the Life Chain is a national event. Yep, so I guess they'll do it in Cedar Rapids, which is awesome. And then we always stand along Highway 20 on the first Sunday in October from 2 till 3 p.m. Um, they have... Dubuque County Right to Life will have signs there so Who's people. Doing can that? Augustine? Yep, Augustine Payne, Dubuque County Right to Life. They've been doing it for years. And in fact it was um getting big enough that now Dyersville has their own life chain. So really, people huh? out in the county Excellent. can go to the life chain out in um Dyersville, I, though I'm not sure exactly where if they're along Highway one thirty six or where yeah. they are out there, but Yeah, so two life chains in Dubuque County coming up on October
0: 2nd. Tony and Sue May have their big fundraiser for KMMK, which is the big Cedar Rapids Catholic radio station over there. That'll be the October 1st over at the Marriott in Cedar Rapids, October 1st, which is a Saturday. Big uh, fundraiser there, and um, don't forget about...
1: Our big fundraiser. Yeah
0: which we really need. We, we've we got to have a huge autumn fundraiser. Father William Casey's coming in the 19th of October to the Grand River Center. He's got a new book, Mark. Did you start paging through this? I haven't yet. No.
2: I'm still working on Purgatory. <laughs> in <laughs> what you, you way? Might wanna, you <laughs> might want to clarify <laughs> that here right now. The You're book. trying to get in? Yeah. Yeah. get book. out. Yeah. Purgatory, the book. Yeah, the book. Oh, the book. <laughs> the Not book. the movie, yeah. the book.
0: Yeah. Bill Casey's book "You Shall Stand Firm, Preserving the Faith in an Age of Apostasy." This is—is is this timely or what?
1: It is timely.
0: October nineteenth. It's a Wednesday. We're going to open up. I still haven't confirmed. I'm trying to get him to say, Holy Mass. Mm, we do have the Rosary with Keith Nestor at five o'clock, and the Miller Girls singers are coming. Uh, Samantha cut her uh, honeymoon short. Did you know?
1: No, I was just going to. She's say, getting I married thought...
0: on the. Uh, What's the first, uh, it is October 7th.
1: Is she? The first the Friday. Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary. Well, yeah. it used to be Our Lady Victory. Then it was Our Lady of the Rosary. Yeah. Oh, what a beautiful day to get married.
0: Anyway, all kinds of things going on. And Father John Del Priori has a uh, nice meeting down at the Grand River Center on the October 20th, which is the Thursday here. So is October busy or why? October is always busy.
1: And I have to say thank you to all those people that came up to Platteville this past Friday to listen to Michael Matt. There must have been 100 people up there.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: It was it was awesome to see the church was full and then um, the pizza that we had was great and then Michael Matt gave a great talk. I was I've never seen that kind of crowd no. up there. So it was that good. was that was awesome he to see. He packs them
0: in. Them. That video is available at pioneercatholic.com and also at kcrd-fm.org under so, under what? Under under videos, videos. I think. Okay. I hope. Okay. Who knows where <laughs> Rob put it or something. I don't
1: know who does the podcast for Catholic. Oh, no, that's, uh,
0: that's Chris. Chris. Chris Eglers. Yeah. Okay. Does uh, a marvelous job on uh, all kinds of social media. Stuff, yeah, and so. I
1: think on the first Friday in October also, is the um, the man going to speak in Platteville whose wife is up for beatification? or
0: Yes, but uh, not quite the first Friday. We've moved oh. that to the f- get a load of this. Yeah, okay. It's the first Thursday, okay. September 6th. This is the kind of power that Samantha Miller has when she can she can just walk into a diocese and ask the priest to move First Friday's events to First Thursday here. So wow, what power pretty, does that young woman pretty have? Pretty
1: powerful. Yeah.
0: Anyway, so yes, make note that First Friday in October for Pioneer Catholic is actually First Thursday the sixth, and. Uh,
1: Boy, the fall gets busy, doesn't it? September's yeah. busy. October's busy. I was oh, looking Mike. at the calendar for um, September and the uh-huh. feast days that are there for um Well, let's Our run Lady. down those. Those are
0: some huge feast days coming up.
1: Well, you know, a lot of people did the consecration to Our Lady this um, late summer, ending on the Feast of the um, Assumption, August 15th. Yeah, right. And now you look at the uh, feast days coming up for Our Lady in September. There's awesome ones. Like, did you know her birthday is September 8th?
2: I did. Yes, I did. I, did. <laughs> I did. Isn't
1: that fun? Yeah. I never think about her birthday, but of course she had a birthday. Yes. Yeah. And it's uh, coming up September 8th, Thursday, September 8th. And then a few days later on September 12th, we celebrate uh, her most holy name. Mm-hmm. I think that's an awesome custom of celebrating someone's name. So we, of course, celebrate her name. We celebrate, of course, the holy name of Jesus. I think that's great. And then um, a few days after that, on the 15th of the month, September We celebrate the seven sorrows of Our Lady. So that's three nice feasts for her right in a row.
0: I found a uh, rosary of the seven sorrows.
1: I'm hearing that's a real powerful one. Multiple people are saying this. Uh,
0: A uh, recording of it. We have secured the trademark rights to it, the copyright trademark rights to it. It's on an app right now. But it hasn't been. Um, it, it was only mildly orphaned. It's been bequeathed to us. Yes. Our Brad Markham and um, Christopher Went, who was instrumental in the in the consecration mm-hmm. that we uh, did, ending in August, um, he has given us the uh, the rights. We're going to get that that app. All of the the. Um, Audio tracks the, into a podcast, and it's going on kcrd fm.org. The seven, wow. the, the rosary of the seven sorrows of Mary, led by a priest whose name I don't have written down here, but he does a marvelous job. Two men with a call and response that's beautiful.
1: One of the things I don't think maybe our listeners realize is Christopher Wendt has these apps, five apps, mm-hmm. right? And they, like you say, have kind of been orphaned, but. We are upgrading our podcast ability, and we're going to be receiving these five apps. Um, that's really going to add a lot to our podcast, our station. Our
0: we really want to, you know, we realize that the KCRD terrestrial sig- signal reaches not quite a hundred thousand people in three counties: Joe Davies, with uh, Illinois, Grant County, Wisconsin, and Dubuque. They don't, you know, where they. C- converge here at the river there's fairly good coverage at the extremities of those three counties further away from dubuque the signal uh, degrades it just it's a low power signal and we've asked the lord in prayer for years lord help us with more radio and that door hasn't opened very mm-hmm. wide but the yeah. door to the podcast has you know it's it's a sign from god here he wants uh, the mobile apps to be used more widely here. Mm-hmm. What's happening is people are connecting their phones using the mobile apps and the podcast and the live streaming signal of the of the radio programming, and connecting it to their Bluetooth in their car, and they're driving without interruption mm-hmm. on this here. So we're going to have to do some instructions on on that coming up. There'll be more in October at the 19th here. So.
1: We will. No, that's that's awesome, and God is opening the doors to the podcast, so that's that's the door we're going to walk through. The other uh, thing to look at the calendar and realize is Ember Days are this month. So they're going to be on the 21st, 23rd, and 24th. Um, they follow in September, or I'm sorry, in September, they follow the exaltation of the cross. Mm-hmm. So that is on a Wednesday. So then the next week, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, are the Ember Days, and um, i believe now our newsletter which has grown oh my goodness is it a magazine now it's grown so much 24 pages this well, issue I've got, it's
0: 24 pages and people say it can't be a newsletter anymore it's got to be a, a magazine i don't know <laughs> but
1: we're we are tying the release of our newsletter to the ember days
0: we're doing this purposely to help restore the catholic culture that's going on here we need to as catholics lead the way in understanding in all humility that we are creatures of god who is the creator and the four change of seasons so they happen each month excuse me they happen each change of season september is and now these are wednesdays fridays and saturdays colleen here mm-hmm. you you're a big amber woman. Well,
1: I just think, once I found out about them, and I thought, why did we lose that tradition? It's such a beautiful transition. So then every, the reason we have Ember Days is every season we are praying and fasting to God for that season. Mm -hmm. And of course, the um, societies everywhere used to be so tied to agriculture. Um, And so they knew the importance of praying for um a good harvest praying for the blessing of seeds in the spring um and now i think most people think their food comes from hy-vee
0: right so
1: we kind of lost that chick-fil-a that connection to nature but it's such a beautiful thing to realize that god has given us these seasons and that we want to dedicate them and ask god's blessings upon them every season we are so dependent upon god
0: so it's a front page article in this coming issue. So today is uh, September five, mm-hmm. September fifth. Yeah. We uh, the newsletter's at the printer. Hopefully okay. it'll get to the um, to the mailer uh, this week. Maybe by your listening, it'll start arriving in your box, your mailbox. If you don't have a bellowing ox, go to kcrd-fm.org and uh, go to the button that says "Sign me up for the newsletter." It is free. We don't charge anyone. We do, however, solicit donations because uh, putting a 24-pager out. 24-color. 24 24-color, 24
1: yeah. It's in color, full color. And thanks to Greg for putting that. He's the editor. Does well, not only job. Greg,
0: but did you see the contributing editors it's growing in the last year? But this issue has a dozen yeah. contributing editors. Yeah, that's good. Even Mark Hager. <laughs> <laughs> got something in there. <laughs> He's not quite as animated with the pen as he is with the microphone.
1: Very <laughs> good. What well, else is
0: on the calendar? Ember Days, exaltation of the Cross, Mary's birthday, and Mary's holy name. Uh,
1: yeah, and that's all just the first half of September. Then at on the, the back end, end of the month, we've got uh, uh, Saint Michael the Archangel. Now I know in the new calendar they've kind of combined those angel feasts. Right, and that's at the beginning, I believe, of October. Raphael
0: and Gabriel.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. but in the old calendar, St. Michael had his own day on the 29th. Oh, and then for our area on September 26th, it's the North American Martyrs, mm-hmm. Isaac Jogues, etc.
2: So Colleen, I've been meaning to ask you, so where do you, where do you get those calendars off of?
1: So this calendar because can my, be found
2: again my calendars at home you know the Catholic calendars don't have any of it, most of that on there like so. the
1: calendar you pick up in the back of church at the right. beginning of the year is yes. based on the Nova Sordo um, the new feasts and and Saints days and um, the NFL
0: um, schedule yeah yeah
1: so yeah. a lot of people don't realize that the feasts were different in the old calendar like before 1965 the feasts were different. Um, and so the one that I'm looking at now is from www.tridentinecatholic.com. Um, but I also order my Catholic calendar from the Benedict Center, I think, the St. Benedict Center. So there's a couple places out there where you can get a, a calendar that lists the feasts as they were before 1965.
0: Okay. Greg gets one. I think there's a, a one from a previous year we'll have to pull off the shelf when we go to break two, segment two here, Colleen. But mm-hmm. uh, in addition to the Benedict Center, there's a few of them with the traditional
2: dates on them. Mm. Yeah. Because that's nice. I like that. It you know?
1: is nice. And uh, yeah. I always kind of, I have one of each because I like to compare and see, oh, whose feast day is So, for example, St. Rose of Lima was moved. Her feast day was moved. And it might only be a week difference or so, but I don't know why they move it. Um, I understand that there's new saints and they would have, you know, we need to put them in the calendar somewhere. But in the old um, calendar... I think almost, almost every day was someone's feast. And I love that because that's the communion of saints. Mm -hmm. That's the communion of saints.
0: And that's our heritage.
1: That's our tradition, our heritage, our inheritance.
2: And like you said earlier before the show started about the new saints, everybody's... Becoming a saint, there was a pope.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's that funny. Yeah, so uh, we were chatting before the chatter, and um, I asked the guys here if they watched the beatification of John Paul the First, who was only pope for thirty-three days, I think, a yes. month, about a month. Um, but we were out at mom's and watching it out there, and I thought, I just saw something where when Pius the Tenth was declared St. Pius X, and he died in maybe 1914. He was the first pope in 400 years to be canonized. And now every pope since 1960 has been canonized. Yeah. Like, what is going on with that? Yeah,
2: really. Everybody what? goes to heaven. Though.
1: And in one yeah. month, he's made us... Yeah, so yeah. I, I don't know if they... Do they still require miracles?
2: Well, that's what I was going to ask you. you
0: know, supposed to be two miracles for right. canonization. Right. So what are the... Uh, there's three or four... Levels there's canonization, servant of God, yeah. uh, beatification,
1: right? venerable, venerable, oh, venerable, then yeah. blessed, yeah. blessed, and then, and then saint. saint.
0: Yeah, but yeah. I think
1: you have to have one miracle to get to be called blessed, and then I think to get be called saint, the second miracle has to have occurred after your death. At least that's the way it used to be. I don't know if they've changed that because you know they also used to have what was called a devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. So if someone said, "Well, I think John Paul won should be declared a saint. Well, there was someone whose job it was to say, no, refute, I don't think so. That. Refute yeah. the whole thing. That's where the term devil's advocate comes well, from. Well, it's right? now
0: easier to get around the monopoly board or harder to get around the monopoly board than it is to get
2: canonized. Yeah, so anyway, well, they eliminated the devil's advocate. For, except for if you're Fulton Sheen. Yeah, that, then that is, that's still stopped. That's, oh, that still burns me. Because, you know, me. he hasn't
1: contributed to anything. Yeah,
2: right. That still burns me that one bishop held that up, right? I know, it's ridiculous. Oh, it's
0: more than one bishop. We're at the end of the clock here, Mark. Uh, segment one on episode number 58. I think I've got the chronology all set up here. We'll be back right after these messages on KCRD. You're in the chatterbox. We're back in the KCRD studios. You can hear us live on 98.3 KCRD. Well, kind of live. And, um, but on the, on the podcast here that goes on forever. So. We're kind of alive today. Yeah,
1: Today we're a little bit alive. Yeah.
0: Can't believe you couldn't find me. They were all upstairs waiting. Where's he at? Where's he at? I hear I am in the studio. and I, Down the dungeon. Yeah. With
1: all the lights off. Yeah. I think he was sleeping. I think he was too, yeah. Until you, we you clap. We've
0: gone <laughs> green. We've gone, we don't need all the lights on here. <laughs> Come on. Did you know that the chatter is sustainable? <laughs> we're
1: sustainable?
0: Yes, we're st- sustainable podcast.
1: Is this part of that ESG yeah. or yeah. part of yeah, whatever sense the sense other initials sense. are?
0: If anybody wants to know, are you sustainable, just say we sure. We are. Yeah, yep. Sure we are. Well, speaking of uh, what are we doing here, Hager, you've been holding on these for a while. What do you got? Well, in... Control thyself now.
2: In a lot of the last segments, we've talked about satanic child sacrifice. We in, in the terms of, in the means of abortions, okay? Correct. And a blood sacrifice, okay? Correct. And after you had sent me that article that the Archdiocese of Rockford came out with, I, I got thinking about, you know, what else is going on here? It's not just um, not just abortion. Think of it as body, mind, and soul, mm-hmm. what we're doing here. With you mean it's not ch- a blob of tissue well not I mean in in the form of child sacrifice, what are we doing in the body of course it's abortion okay But sure. well, what else what what about sex trafficking where parents and whatever are selling their children into the sex trafficking thing mm-hmm. I mean to you know for whatever reason what about tattooing you know you talked about the Pentagon uh, or the um Pen- pentagram. Pentagram. Mm-hmm. You we could know. talk about the Pentagon. Yeah, too, we could talk about another, that. Same the difference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, piercing all this kind of stuff. I mean, it, you're you're taking your body that Jesus has, you know, given you this perfect body and just destroying it with tattoos and piercing and everything else. And I'm not saying there is there is some you know there are nice tattoos, but to cover yourself with all this kind of stuff is to me it's almost satanic. Mm-hmm. And you know, so and then the other thing that's going on with the body is the gender uh, mutilation or the uh, mutilation of the body, and all this gender you you know stuff that they're going through. So that's the, the gender you know, reassignment. Is reassignment. Is what you're yeah, about. exactly. In fact, I heard yesterday. In in fact, it was on Church Militant that in Maine they're starting out in kindergarten teaching these children. About the now they have a, a, a blue crayon and it says red on it. So you got to see the difference. There's, you know, it's not really blue, it could be red, you know, and stuff. So they're starting out in kindergarten with this kind of stuff.
1: So, wait a minute. In kindergarten, they are teaching kids to divorce reality in their mind. Correct. So the crayon's blue, but the label says, says red. red. Yes.
0: So, what are we going to do when these kindergartners in 10 years, 15 years? get their driver's license, and they see the red light.
2: Right, yeah. Think yeah. about that for a moment. Yeah. Well,
0: officer, Yeah. to me, to me. in my
2: reality, yeah. it was a green, green light. light. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I, I got thinking about this Is okay, so that's, you know, those are just some of the things that go on with, you know, the, the body, isn't what this
0: is all about, though, I mean, whether it be crayons in the state of Maine or, or all of the, the litany of what you've got from tattoos, piercings, abortion, or whatever, isn't this just an inversion of, of the truth? And the truth is not something, it is someone, it is the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity, and, and didn't, didn't he, the second person of the Trinity, call Lucifer, a liar, the father of lies, and a murderer from the beginning. And that's the trajectory here as you start going down your litany of lies by the father of lies, ultimately leading to murder. If not the body, certainly the soul. Correct. Is that where
2: you're at? Yeah, exactly. Because next on my list was the soul. I mean, think about all the parents and grandparents that you know, have walked away from their faith. Now what have they done? They have basically destroyed the faith, passed on to their children, grandchildren, for generations. So they have basically handed over their child to Lucifer. I mean, think about it. Now they have no faith. They have no teachings of, you know, of moral standards.
0: Well, this ties into the letter to the Bellowing Ox editor that says the, the father laments the fact that with his oldest children, he laments the fact that he outsourced his children's education, not only the reading, writing, and arithmetic, but also Catholic catechism calling.
1: Mm -hmm. The moral life. Right. Mm -hmm. And
0: only now with the second half of his family is he more actively involved in in his uh, teaching of his children primarily beginning with the catechism. But then, secondarily, you've got to be on watch with what's going on in school districts, Mm -hmm. school boards, and it's not solely limited to public education.
1: Right, and I think one of the reasons that kind of got you going down this road, Mark, was uh, the letter that came out from the Diocese of Rockford. And, of course, that's right across the river. Yep. A lot of our supporters are.
0: Let's bring our listeners up to speed on that.
2: Who's got it? I, I texted it to somebody, didn't I? You right. did. You texted
1: yeah. it to both of us.
2: Well, basically what he was saying in, the, in that letter is he said, you have to be aware of what is going on in your school and in your school districts. Because he said if the school district picks up on the teachings that is handed down from the government on all this transgender stuff, so let's he uh, said, they, let, they let, have to follow the letter of the law then. Right. So this
0: letter, and Colleen, you've got it up here, mm-hmm. this letter does a couple things. One, it it enumerates what those guidelines are from the federal government, but they're not automatic, automatically uh, adopted by school districts. The school board has to adopt it, if I read the letter correctly. Mm-hmm. So federal guidelines school districts have to do it now whether or not there's going to be uh, monetary compensation or withholding of funding to school districts if they do or they don't but colleen they the diocese of rockford enumerated them are there five or eight of them how many are there and what yeah are they?
1: they go through some of the grades so this is a letter from the office of the bishop of rockford um dated august 22nd so a recent letter And he wrote it to the parents and guardians in the Diocese of Rockford. And he's talking about a return to the school year. And he says, I must urge Catholic parents to be aware of new sexual education standards in Illinois public schools referred to as comprehensive sex education. The letter says, the standards put forth in comprehensive sex education can cause irreparable harm to children, are contrary to church teaching on God's gift of sexuality, undermine parents' rights, and indoctrinate children to a particular social agenda. So this is, this is a serious deal. This so is it's not, not just education.
0: Something. They're calling it indoctrination straight away.
1: Yes, indoctrinate children and undermining parents' rights. So he says, he goes on in the letter to say, In 2021, I, along with the other bishops of Illinois, opposed Senate Bill 818 that allows for school districts across Illinois to teach comprehensive sex education in public schools. If a school district adopts comprehensive sex education, then it must abide by the national sex education standards. And these standards require children from kindergarten, kindergarten through 12th grade to receive instruction about gender identity in kindergarten.
0: Do you, you have the details of those grade by grade? Yeah, so read, he, read through those. He These does are. give
1: some examples. He says, Examples of the troubling comprehensive sex ed skills that children will be taught by grade levels include in second grade, second grade, discuss the range of ways people express their gender and how gender role stereotypes may limit behavior.
0: So what second grade is 7 years old. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. And they're supposed to be taught about the way people express their gender. I don't even really know what that means express your gender
2: well see i play baseball i play with trucks so therefore i guess i'm a boy right i don't know mm-hmm. does that make sense uh, you know what's I the next grade That's second grade that second
1: grade. That's second grade then he bumps to fifth grade and he's got three different ones that the they're taught they will be taught in fifth grade should this pass fifth grade so now we're talking 10 year olds mm-hmm. distinguish between sex assigned at birth boy or girl right Distinguish between sex assigned at birth and gender identity and explain how they may or may not differ. Fifth grade. So maybe when you were born, the doctor said, oh, it's a boy. But maybe your gender identity is a girl.
0: This is 10 years old. Yeah, 10 10
1: years 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 old. Old. Now, this is goes along with what you're talking about, Mark, about child sacrifice. They are sacrificing our children's mind and their innocence. For sure, their innocence, right? right? And some of that basic foundational understanding of boy and girl.
2: Well, and the whole thing is, you know, you look at um, here where where this country was founded on the Judeo-Christian values. They're they're eliminating any of this. I don't um,
0: care if you've got children in school or not. If you're a grandparent, I don't care if you've you've you, you're you. businessmen and women should be outraged. These are the people that are going to be graduates, the products of this public education system, and you're going to have to hire these people that don't know a red crayon from a blue crayon or are going to have this moral relativism this modernistic take, the, the uh, synthesis of, of all error, modernism, and these are the future employees
1: mm-hmm. yeah, in,
0: in, in the workspace. The, the, if, <laughs> even if you are raising your children um, among the precepts of the church, in the catechism of the church, what does the pool of spouses look like for the children your children, who are going to give birth to the next generation of your
2: grandchildren. Right. I mean, this is what's yeah. going on. This is l- beyond ludicrous. It really is. It, it is really Satan leading us down this dark mm-hmm. path, and no one, you know, I mean, the federal government is standing right there, right behind Satan, mm-hmm. saying, this is what we're going to do, and this is how we're going to destroy your children. Mm-hmm. That is plain and simple, mm-hmm. you know?
1: Another thing here that they're going to teach fifth graders about is what the church used to call self-abuse, right? So that means sexuality, um, giving yourself pleasure. Let's just put it that way. But when you think about it, you know, they used to say, give me, one of the famous psychologists said, give me a child until he's seven years old and I'll have him for life. Exactly. Because what yeah. you learn in those first seven years yeah. are so key. And so I, if, oh.
0: if you can't, on that point, Colleen, you can't say that strongly enough. They've given up on trying to change the political landscape at the, the, uh, the election box. In the, to the point here. They're very patient. They'll start with seven year old, ten year old, fifteen year old, because in twenty years they now populate the okay. workforce, the family home. They've they've just basically they've written you out, old man, sitting across the table from me. Right. You'll be exactly. you'll be dead. They're patient on,
2: on this point. Yeah.
1: And they're very patient. And now, I go ahead. Okay.
2: So my question comes into play. This is in Illinois. Mm-hmm. What is it going on in Iowa? Is it going on in every state? Where where do we stand? I mean, if this is a federal mandate coming down, you know, not a mandate, but you know, basically guidelines, elect, guidelines, guidelines, mm-hmm. guidelines mm-hmm. Is it not? You don't think is is can't be just Illinois? I wouldn't think. You know, right. Well, here here's
0: what needs to happen. Today's Labor Day. It's the last big weekend of the summer. It's typically the bookend uh, to the summertime, isn't it? It's. uh We're we're recording in the morning, Colleen, but later this afternoon the grills will be going and the coolers will be opened. And we're in polite company, not supposed to discuss religion and politics. Mm -hmm. Right. And who was it? Was it C.S. Lewis said that that's the the only two things worth discussing? Or maybe it was Chesterton uh, who said uh, the only two things worth discussing are religion and politics this needs to be discussed at at every labor day picnic at every camping site at every at every uh donut after mass and it's certainly on on the upcoming here we're uh, what 100 less than 100 days away from thanksgiving dinner Mm -hmm. this needs to be addressed in families
1: agree 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 you know i used to i used to wonder when i was younger like in you know, a teenager, I thought, well, why is a Catholic church against sex education? We should learn about our bodies, right? I always thought that. And it wasn't until I got older when I realized that our sexuality is not just about behavior. It has a whole moral dimension to it.
0: And it is the purview of mother and father to teach their children about sex and educate them about sex. This is in the home. This does not need to be in public school. It doesn't need to be in Catholic schools. And the the argument was what? They weren't going to get it at home, and they'd end up pregnant.
1: Right, that was the argument. Oh,
0: so how's that worked out in the last yeah. 75 years yeah. Yeah. of yeah. public and Catholic school sex education?
1: Yeah, but there is a moral dimension to our sexuality that must come from the parents. Um, and that's why we do not relegate that to... The schools, like you said, Tom, whether it's public or Catholic, it must come from the parents. Um, and if the parents don't know, there's lots of resources that can help them well, as they talk to and, and kids. And the other thing
2: you think about you, you're sitting there with a class of, say, 25 kids, okay? Not everybody's on the same grade level or level, you know? Mm-hmm. So one may understand something that you're saying different from, you know, what tom Mm -hmm. hears you know and stuff
1: absolutely
0: at age eight there's still guys thinking the red crayon is red is red yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah Yeah. and at 10 years old there they will be if this bill passes in illinois and we'll have to find out about iowa but if this bill passes in fifth grade they will be taught how to pleasure themselves
0: What's beyond fifth and goes so, all the way? We had yeah. sixty seconds Six. to uh, get to grade twelve.
1: Yeah, yeah, we got eighth grade. Two different things: defining sexual identity and a range of identities. What are there? Twenty some sexual orientation. Yeah, that's eighth Who grade. Knows? Eighth grade: explain the steps. Explain the steps to using contraception methods correctly. 8th mm-hmm. grade 8th grade mm-hmm. well wow. 10th grade differentiate between sex assigned at birth gender identity and gender expression it's just hor- it's satanic it, it's it really removing is. the innocence of people it's taking it out of the um, the the family um, it's it's horrible like you said it's it's more child sacrifice it's
0: usurping parental rights this these rights are the responsibility of mother father.
2: Body, soul, and mind. Don't let the government take it over.
0: You're listening to The Chatter on FM 98.3 KCRD. You don't get this kind of radio up and down the dial. We'll be back with segment three right after these announcements. We're back. You're in the chatter Where uh, It's a rare... Early morning edition for us here, and we're all wide awake on yeah. Labor Day. I'll had our coffee September 5th here. Great segment there, Mark. Um, you've got another story. Play ball,
2: yeah, play ball. Patrick Kinder. Madrid had on the other morning that on Major League Baseball teams are taking up fundraising activities for child Gen- mini- gender, gender, reassignment. gender reassignments. I mean, how sick is this getting? You know, turn. You know what? Between that and now the football league is going to follow in the same footsteps. You know it. They've already well, hired it's Baseball, their... apple pie, and yeah. change your gender. Change, change your gender, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So
1: so what I is mean, someone supposed to do? Let's say I've got a lot of Cardinals fans in my family. Yep. So what should they do?
0: I think, I think you've got to take uh, this straight away, and you've got to begin... Boycotting professional sports and college sports, if it comes to that, that means turn the TV off. If you've got season tickets, burn them. Send them. Actually, don't burn them. Send them back
1: with a note saying. With a note. Yeah. Here's why.
0: If you got a got a T-shirt, you know, I'd throw it in on uh, the heavy cycle and put some Clorox in on it here, and it, you know everything will come out uh, bleached. I'm serious about this. Well, we cannot participate and support overtly or tacitly any of this nonsense.
1: Well, you're right. And sometimes I think the only thing they listen to is the almighty dollar.
2: It is. Well, it is. And and that's what turned me off about probably 10, 15 years ago to sports was when these guys started making, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. I'm going like, you know what, you you know, you you go to, we used to go to ball games when we were little, you know, I mean, seriously, and, and. And it would pay you know twenty bucks for a ticket or whatever it was back then. It was, it was probably even that much, but you know it's uh, no yeah. longer it, a family sport. No, it's not. Right. It's you know it's
0: it is multimillionaires yeah. employed by multi billionaires who are only interested in what you just said here. The almighty dollar. Mm-hmm. By the way, almighty dollar is an implication against the first commandment right there yeah, is one yeah. almighty it is god and thou yeah. shalt have no strange gods before me if the nfl uh major league baseball even the ncaa is believing that they are almighty and worshiping at the temple of the dollar get away yeah. run do not walk yeah exactly
1: you know, I wonder, do the owners and the people making these decisions, do they not realize how badly they are offending the vast majority of their viewers? Do they not realize or don't they care? Do they think that people are still going to say, well, who cares? I'm, I'm still going to go watch well, my sure. Cardinals.
0: Yeah. Well, <sighs> it only takes 10%. Right. That's yeah. the definition of decimation, where decimal comes from. It only takes a. Not a majority, just 10% of the people with real conviction to what's going on here. And it's one thing to say, you know, don't they care what people think, what families think. The real question is, is do they really care what the Blessed Trinity thinks?
2: Yeah. That's the question. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is watch the halftime shows, right? And well, tell me you about know. your cheerleader here. Yeah, who, who was that? What? What? The col- Carolina Panthers uh, hired their first transgender cheerleader. Now, won't that be a pleasant uh, viewing? You well, know, I'd so. like to see a wardrobe malfunction yeah, going on yeah, over there. No doubt. Oh my lord! I mean, it's just. I, you know, they're going down what I would call a slippery slope. I, th- mm-hmm. I think a lot of people will step away from, you know, that's, these sporting that's events. What,
0: yeah. That's what Angelica
2: mm-hmm. used to say. Honey, you got one foot in hell and the other
0: foot on a banana peel. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. yeah. and this yeah. is a way that the average person can do something. A right. lot of times you yeah. see stuff going on and go, well, what can one person do? What can I do? But this is a way, if people have season tickets,
2: turn yeah. them back in turn with a letter. In.
1: Say, knock it off. Let yeah. this be a family affair again. Just get out of the po- Just play ball.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just, yeah.
1: Right?
2: With the guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know.
0: What else so, do you have over there?
2: Well, the other thing is um, everybody knows about Lois Lerner. They Who? don't. They, Lois Lerner, Remind the IRS, okay, okay oh. the one that pleaded, uh, to, you know, the Fifth Amendment. Underneath her was Nicole Flax. Those two.
1: But what did Lois Lerner do? Let's refresh our listeners' memory in case they don't remember who Lois Lerner was. Well,
2: she, uh, when when people applied for the uh, five, uh, five, Yeah, 501c3s, mm-hmm. she drug her feet or she said, no, you're not oh, going to get that. But she not was, yeah. all the people. It was not just all. the
1: conservative, the yeah. pro-life the people that were applying for 501c3 tax-exempt status, including, like you mentioned at the beginning of the show, our friend Sue Martinek. Yeah. She had to um, yeah. testify in front of Congress what Lois Lerner did to her and her application. Okay.
2: But did That's- she, so she couldn't plead the fifth like Lois did? I mean, you know, Lois, you know, before the DOJ started to, their investigation, they were warned, Lois and, and Nicole and the whole department was warned that the DOJ was going to come in and, and start looking through all these emails. So what they do? They wiped them all out. Sure. Okay. That is illegal. Illegal, and it it should have been they should have been brought up on charges. This is of, the weaponization of the
0: uh, administrative state against the citizens of the United States. Yeah.
2: So Nicole Flax, during her time with the IRS, there met with uh, Obama thirty one times in the White House. She has now been promoted to head up the eighty seven thousand IRS agents. That's her job now. The one that was should have been brought up on charges of a, obstruction of justice is now in charge of the IRS agents. And we can all IRS, sleep better at that. Yeah, one.
1: can't we sleep better? Yeah. And these IRS agents are weaponized. Sure.
2: Yeah. Sure. Yeah.
0: You got some good news, Colleen. Yeah, you have I got one some good, story. good
1: news. I know we have a, We have one good news story. Um, it's about a woman who was diagnosed with terminal breast cancer when she was 14 weeks pregnant. Oh wow! Yep. Several doctors advised her to have an abortion, but she declined. She said, "I'm not going to have an abortion. I'm going to choose life." Now she was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer. Wow! Right at 14 weeks pregnant, um, a 13 centimeter tumor, um, and stage four meaning it likely was terminal. And so she said, "I I am not going to." I'm not going to have an abortion. She's a devout Catholic. She started taking some chemotherapy, and after each chemotherapy treatment, she prayed at the tomb of Blessed Father Solanus Casey, who is oh, from her hometown.
0: Which is up uh, Michigan?
1: Detroit, yep. Yeah. Yep. And she said, I prayed at his tomb for me to be miraculously healed and for my son to come out beautiful and healthy. Um, and another saint that she prayed to was St. Gianna Mola. A lot of our listeners are familiar with St. Gianna, who was also uh, diagnosed with a life-threatening illness while pregnant and who also declined abortion and who gave birth to a daughter who spoke at Platteville, I think. She's been speaking around mm-hmm, here at the mm-hmm. Shrine of Our Lady Guadalupe. Guadalupe. Um, and now uh, she did pass away then, St. Gianna Mola, but she chose life uh, for her baby. So anyway, baby's born... Mom is um, healed of her cancer, and that's a good news story right there.
2: That is awesome to hear, isn't it?
1: Yeah.
0: So I want to um, go down this road here. This is We're recording on Labor Day. It's the 5th of September. We had an early morning Mass, praise God. We were able to get to Mass and, and pray on, on Labor Day. So as I was walking to the Mass, I noticed that we were... Running low, if not out of those beautiful blue leather-bound consecration Mm -hmm. books, and we've got another consecration. It starts on November five.
1: I think. I think I'd have to double check. November
0: five for the um,
1: for the might be in this book here, Colleen.
0: November five for the uh, December eighth conclusion. Is that about right here? That's right.
1: Good memory. November fifth.
0: Anyway, I was thinking of the consecration to Mother, the surrender of um, all things to Mary. It's a consecration, really, to Jesus by way of Mary, and we're using St. Louis de Montfort's um, Method. method, method there. Thanks, Mark. So I don't know what happened, but as I'm beginning to try and clear my mind before Mass, which is a dusty place on a lot of days... The mystery of the rosary, and the rosary was playing, but it wasn't this these mysteries. You know, today is the joyful mysteries, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the wedding feast at Cana kept coming into my mind. Wedding feast at Cana. And the wedding feast at Cana during the rosary, different mysteries, and the consecration books, and the consecration coming up here, and it just didn't go away. And then it came to me here, well, what is a, I, what does the miracle of the water and the wine come into play? And it doesn't. Do you, you guys know, you, you've all watched some films, you know what a MacGuffin is? Did you ever hear the term MacGuffin? In, Never. In the, so you've got to pull it up here, you might get a... Hmm. But a MacGuffin is is used, it's, it's a ploy in filmmaking and storytelling that usually happens at the beginning of the story. But it has little impact with what's going on. It's a way to get the story started. It, it's, it's, uh, Alfred Hitchcock did this in many of his movies, so it's, it's, uh, it's a way to get started, but it's not really the plot. And this is how it unfolded to me. here. I'll see if I can pull this up in three or four minutes here. Most people think, and it's in John's Gospel, second chapter, that the wedding feast at Cana is all about turning water into wine. Yeah? Well, so that is that is the miracle. That yeah, happened. that's yeah. that's the miracle. Yeah. Yeah. That's is it a miracle or is it a MacGuffin?
1: Oh I don't know. Go on.
0: So <laughs> I'm thinking Go deeper, Tom. <laughs> it's a MacGuffin. I mean there's no disputing that water was turned into wine, that it was that, but but how does Jesus respond in I think it's the twelfth verse? of the second chapter there is you know he's he, he, she comes to him and says they have no, no wine, wine. <laughs> but what does Jesus say what concern of that is yours what concern is that of yours and mine
2: mm-hmm.
0: he doesn't oh. say how much wine do you want right. or, or when do you want the wine or yeah, somebody just told me about the wine he says to her, what is it, of you? I'm paraphrasing here, what concern is that of, of thine and mine? She says nothing to him. What does she do? She tells turns, the servants.
2: And what does she tell the servants? Do what he says.
0: Do whatever he, he tells you to yeah. do. Yeah. It's a MacGuffin. The story sure is about some wine that used to be water but Christ knows this is the heart of the Immaculate Heart of Mary being one heart with the Sacred Heart of Jesus and it ties into our next consecration coming up with our Blessed Mother Uh, the date again is November 5 it begins and we're getting more of these books praise Mm -hmm. God we're supposed to get a shipment this week I think Mm mm-hmm to consecrate our lives to jesus by way of mary using this louis de montfort method of consecration essentially the blessed mother the queen mother of heaven looks at the king of the universe and say it's time it's not about the wine son it's time To start your mission because the sorrowful heart of Mary, when she made that presentation in the temple, and Simeon and Anna, the prophetess and the prophet, give that insight. She knew what was going to go on. She knew all of the sorrows. She knew what was going on. The wine and water is just a pretense for, son, let's get to it. It's time. Your mission is going on right now. This is the power of the Virgin. This is the power of the Virgin. And so many of us during the 33-day consecration, you know, we started without much fanfare. It came quickly, Colleen. We didn't have a lot of lead time to do a lot of promotions, and people were coming in. I need a book, and it's day 27. It's day 18. You know, they, they were not quite ready. It's time to get ready. The next consecration is uh, September, October. We're, we're, we're we are, Today's the 5th. We're 60 days away. Two months away, yeah. We're two months away from the next consecration, calling the Virgin into our lives so that she can redirect everything that we have to her blessed son.
2: Mm-hmm. And what happens two or three days after we start the consecration? Elections? Mm-hmm. Oh. oh. Uh,
1: well, and, and since yeah, you November, mentioned that, uh,
2: the 8th, isn't it? Two, second Tuesday
0: is November 8th, you're correct. Yeah,
1: and and we are doing this con- next consecration to end on the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, and she is the patroness of this country.
2: Right. So oh, maybe yes. it's
1: divine timing that we start a consecration to her right before the elections so that it ends on her feast of her title of this country, maybe that's all divine providence. Could be, but I like what you said, Tom, about what does Jesus say? What concern of that is yours and, and mine? mine. Mm-hmm. Right? He links those those two hearts together, those two people together, Christ and Mary. They're this, They're you know. He doesn't say, "Well, I don't care what concerns of and yours a, and in, mine."
2: In
0: obedience to his mother. I mean, he, he's not rebuking her, he, he's, no. and he's calling her woman. He doesn't say mother. He says woman. woman. He says woman. What concern is that of thine and mine? And she knows what concern it is. It's time. It's time. And I would say this about that right now. 2022, we're 60 days away from the next consecration. It's time. It's time to in all humility give everything that we own temporally, spiritually whether it be real estate, 401ks automobiles, grandchildren children, spouses cancers, whatever it is give it to the virgin so that she might present it to her son in just the same way that the head steward made it aware in some veiled way Mary, we're out of wine Mm
1: mm-hmm So that
0: she can come in here, Colleen, and Mm -hmm. say to her son, the faithful, they're out of grace. Mm -hmm. They need more grace.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just going to say, we don't even know that the steward said anything. She might have just noticed on her own, just as she notices all of her children and what they need. Right?
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. So you're right. Give it all to the blessed mother.
0: Time to do that. We're at the end of another chapter of The Chatter, episode number 58. We're recording on the 5th of September in the year of our Lord, 2022. In the name of the Father, Father, and the Son, and the the Holy Holy Spirit, Spirit. amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the 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 Son, and to the 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 Holy Spirit, Spirit, as it was in the the beginning, is now, and and ever shall be. be, world without end. Amen. You're listening to KCRD Radio and KCRD Mobile App. Tune in again next week for The Chatter. We love you.